Time for our weekly fantasy football update, albeit a day late because uh, I was a no-show yesterday. I had a scheduled doctor's appointment, which went well, I might add. So that's a good thing. Uh, out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joining the sports done by John McKechnie of rotowire.com. John, a little different deal this week, I think, because the Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, and Rams are all on by this week. So how does this change waiver wire strategy? Because, you know, I think there's some fantasy owners are just probably hoping they can just get by this week. Right, exactly. It's going to be tough to, to fill out your lineups this week um, as they're currently constructed. But, uh, you know, there's some big players uh, in your backyard that, that should be coming back this week. I think it's huge that um, that Josh Allen – or I'm sorry, I'm sorry – uh, Kyler Murray is is set to come back, and I think it's also a big deal that James Conner um, listed a, as potentially being ready to go th- this weekend. So if you've been stashing them uh, on your benches the, these last few weeks or, or months in, in some cases, uh, I think you're, you're excited to get them back, especially on a week like this where we have so many, uh, you know, A-plus, you know, a, a apex type of teams uh, on by. But uh, beyond that, I mean, we, we definitely saw – uh, some, some players really ascend this past weekend, a, a couple of rookies that I'm sure we'll, we'll get into and, and some other guys that, that have really been catching your eyes uh, on the waiver wire, and, and we'll see how they perform here going forward. Okay, before we get to that, you know, you mentioned Murray. Is, is there any um, trepidation in uh, fantasy owners' minds that he may not be the runner that he was before the ACL? Well, I, I think, you know, you, you, can, you can have that concern. It, it's valid. Um, you know, he was always an undersized guy, and, and uh, you, you you always liked the rushing ability, but it also kind of always made you a little bit scared when he, when he would take off just because uh, the size is not something that, that you want to see him taking on uh, linebackers in the open field. But luckily, Kyler is a, a tremendously gifted natural passer, so I think he is going to be able to operate this offense well and in return, uh, you know, solid production for his fantasy investors. And I think he doesn't even need to, to necessarily have huge numbers on the ground to, to make that happen. I, I've been really impressed with Trey McBride. Um, I think Michael Wilson's about to hit another level. Rondale Moore um, been a little bit frustrating, a little boomer bust that, this year, but I, I think that he's going to get back in, into the mix here and, and start producing as well. So there, there's talent around him. Also helps that James Conner is going to come back. So uh, even if the rushing production isn't gaudy, you're still going to be uh, happy to have Kyler Murray out there. Okay, I mentioned the teams on by, so that means Mahomes, Hurts, and Tua uh, in Stafford are all on by this week. Um, curious, is Will Levis rostered uh, in most leagues at this point? He, if he wasn't um, but before last week, I think he definitely should be now. I, I know some leagues, a bunch of leagues that I'm in, uh, don't run waivers until Wednesday night, so that there is still a chance to, to take a look out there. I know, obviously, a lot of waivers have run as of this morning, but uh, Levis looks like the guy, and, and obviously with Brable making the decision yesterday to, to go forward uh, with Levis as uh, the starter for the Titans, I think that's a, that's a great move for them. They're, they're not really uh, a team that, that has much in the way of playoff aspirations, in, in my opinion, even if the South is – it's not wide open, but, you know, there, there's a chance that if a team makes a run here in the second half, they, they could uh, snatch it from the Jaguars. But I think Levis has played really well so far. He's played – much better than, than I would have expected. His, his debut, of course, was unbelievable last week. Comes back down to earth a little bit, but that's a short week against a good Steelers defense on the road. You kind of give him a pass there. So 
uh, this week against Tampa Bay, next week against Jacksonville, and then Carolina and Indy coming up. That's a really nice stretch here for, for Levis. So even if uh, you, you're kind of like pinched for options this week, I think Levis is viable. But like I, I think that he has some legit uh, bona fides as a uh, fantasy starter in deeper leagues uh, here over this next month. Okay, so you know we, people are going to need some quarterbacks this week. Uh, so who might be a quarterback available on the wire in some leagues that uh, can fill the void at least, and you kind of cross your fingers and hope they do something. <laughs> well, old pal Josh Dobbs, uh, you guys remember him? Um, he, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that performance on on Sunday was uh, just unreal. I mean, all, all the stories that come out after the game about how. He doesn't know his teammates' names. He doesn't really know the, the cadences. Uh, does, certainly doesn't know the plays. And yet he goes out there and just kind of balls out um, in, in a way that I haven't really seen him do on an NFL field before. He was great in college, obviously, but hadn't really translated to this level. And, and him not really knowing anything, asking, the, asking Jordan Addison what to do on a given play uh, when they're in the huddle and still being able to execute, that, that's pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, so I, I think that Dobbs is kind of like the, the premier uh, quarterback pickup uh, for this week. It, again, under the assumption that, that um, Will Levis is probably already rostered. And I'm not really sure that there's uh, anyone on the Giants that, that is going to be uh, a worthwhile pickup uh, unless Tyrod Taylor is able to come back. He does have that rib injury that he suffered a couple weeks back. I think what we've seen over the last two weeks from Tommy DeVito uh, that, that lets us know that he's not, uh, you, you know, there, there's always a line, right, for, for you know, what, what constitutes being at least fantasy viable at, at the quarterback position, and, and we know that he, he doesn't meet that threshold, so uh, don't, don't waste your time there. Baker Mayfield, uh, is he an obvious ad this week, and do we care about Taylor Heineke? Um, I think those are two guys that, that should at least be rostered. I don't know if you're starting Either of them, it, again, it depends on, on you know how hard you're, you're getting hit by the bye weeks. But I feel like this is a good setup for, for Baker Mayfield. I feel like he's, uh, you know, the, the public perception of him, that he's not the most popular guy in the world, but he's been playing a pretty decent brand of football over these last few weeks. I mean, that, that almost Hail Mary against Buffalo was very impressive. Leads Tampa Bay down to a, to a uh, go-ahead drive last week, and then, of course, the, the defense lets down. But C.J. Stroud just kind of inevitable. At, at this point, Baker also led a, a late game drive against the Falcons a few weeks back as well. So he he's playing well. I think he's playing better than, than people realize. Um, so I'd definitely um, scoop him if I'm in need of a quarterback in, in Heineke. Uh, the, the Falcons, my, my conclusion is that they're just always going to continue to be frustrating as long as Arthur Smith is at the helm there. But, but Heineke, I do believe, raises the ceiling at least a little bit on that offense. So maybe he unlocks some stuff there. Um, so he's a lower-end uh, waiver-priority guy, but but still someone that, that probably needs to be rostered. John McKechnie at rotowire.com, currently in the sports zone, our fantasy football discussion. Okay, on to some running back. Your Ravens guy, Keaton Mitchell, uh, made some big plays last Sunday against the Seahawks, but how many touches does Mitchell get with Gus Edwards, seemingly at least the goal line guy, and maybe more, and Justice Hill has actually made some plays? Right. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like we, we, we mentioned Keaton Mitchell way back when he was still on injured reserve as someone to, to keep an eye on once, yeah. once he got activated. Yep. Then he gets activated and he gets hurt immediately on, on the first touch. And I'm like, oh, come on. Um, but then last week happens, just 
I mean, it was perfect. It was, it was the perfect distillation of what he can do on the football field. I mean, just a, a total um, eraser of angles. All these Seahawks defenders have a great line on him, and Mitchell is still just running past him. And I think what was really impressive was his ability to run through contact. I think Pro Football Focus had him credited for, like, over 100 yards after contact last wow. weekend. So that that's, you know, not something that, that we really assumed would be in his game. And to your point, it's a loaded backfield now, and now I think it's uh, kind of a full-blown committee. Um, I wonder if he takes some of the work off of Edwards' plate in between the 20s. I don't think he's a, a huge threat to, to be a goal line guy. Of course, it, it doesn't really make sense when you have Lamar Jackson, you have Gus Edwards, you have Mark Andrews, if you want to throw it in the red area like that. You know, you don't need to be throwing a, a, or running a 190-pound running back in there when you have those type of options, but – the beauty, of, the beauty of Keaton Mitchell is that he doesn't need the goal line carries, right? It, it's sort of like a poor man's Devin Achan where, you know, the, the touchdowns are going to come from distance. I believe that his touchdown was the first touchdown that the Ravens had scored outside of the red zone this year. So he adds that explosive element. Wow. If I've been holding on to Justin, Justice Hill as a, as a flex option or, or a, a bench uh, depth type of option in my uh, fantasy backfield, I'm definitely concerned there because I think Keaton Mitchell is, is a direct threat uh, to Justice Hill um, as, as the season progresses here. Meanwhile, uh, Khalil Herbert is off IR. He's listed as participating in practice, but it was just a walkthrough day. Crowded backfield in Chicago is Herbert an ad at this point. I think he's a, he's a speculative ad because we, we know before he got injured that, that he was starting to kind of take command um, of, of that Bears backfield. I think it's going to continue to be um, just sort of a hodgepodge every single week, though. Uh, you know, Deontay Foreman can have his weeks. Roshan Johnson can get some cracks at it as well. You add Herbert to that mix, and we start to see, you know, just kind of a, a muddied-up backfield. So not, not too dissimilar for, from how I viewed this backfield uh, during draft season. But but Herbert, I, I do believe, is the most talented of that group, and, and they're not going to be a team that, that's airing it out constantly. So I do believe that Herbert uh, has value, and now that he's uh, activated off of IR, if he's still hanging around on the waiver wires out there, um, I, I think he's worth that, that speculative ad if you have an obvious drop. Talking fantasy football, John McKechnie from rotowire.com on to the wide receivers. Uh, Demario Douglas has skills, but are we willing to kind of, you know, hitch our wagon to anybody that has anything to do with Mac Jones and the Patriots offense? Boy, that was a tough watch last weekend. I, I, I watched way too <laughs> yeah. much of, of that Patriots game. Uh, I think it was because I had the Patriots, uh, minus three and a half. So I'm, I'm just, you know, extra upset at Mac Jones and, and the just sort of balloons that he's throwing out there that the land, uh, nowhere in the vicinity of, of any of those Patriots receivers or even some of the, the Washington secondary. But Douglas does have talent, and I, I think it is important to note that at least for, for this weekend, um, Indianapolis has given up a ton of points that, this year. I mean, they, they gave up a ton to, to the P.J. Walker Browns. Uh, they've given up a ton to, to the Saints um, in, in recent weeks. Obviously, uh, playing against Bryce Young will, will help uh, drop that figure a little bit, but I think this is a soft matchup uh, for, for DeMario Douglas, and I think the target share is definitely there. So in, in that case, I think he, he's worthwhile of, of considering like a, a wide receiver three or a flex for this week, but you got to keep in mind that Patriots will be on bye after this week, and, and the schedule likely toughens up 
thereafter. So this, this might be the last time that, that he's really on our radar for a little bit. But at the same time, uh, with Kendrick Ford being out, we know that that role is going to be secure um, going forward. So I think for at least this week against Indy, I like the matchup for Douglas. Okay, I want to believe in the Chargers' Quentin Johnson. Uh, he should already be getting more action with Palmer now out and Mike Williams obviously out for the season, but I, I'm having a tough time here. What, what, what do you think of Johnson? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that, that we're going to see him really be viable in, in you know redraft leagues for this year. I think Dynasty is a totally different question. We'll, we'll see how he can develop year over year, but uh, when, when a rookie – who's, you know, all tools, no polish, uh, comes in and, and uh, the, the lack of polish really uh, does kind of set them down the, the target pecking order, kind of like what we saw with Traylon Burks a year ago. You start to question whether it, he, it is going to click. And I know that it's, it's very quick to, to jump ship on, on a rookie, especially one that, that was taken in the first round. But I think it, it's looking pretty concerning for Quentin Johnson right now. I mean, I, I would have figured – at the very least after Mike Williams uh, went down with, with his knee injury, that, that this was going to be go time for, for QJ. And then uh, Josh Palmer just jumps right in to that role. And I think Josh Palmer is fine. as like a wide receiver three, wide receiver four in an offense. But for Quentin Johnson to not be able to beat him out, even if I'm a little bit dubious on, uh, on the way that Brandon Staley coaches that team, you, you still would have figured that, that Quentin Johnson would have, would have been able to find a way to, to get more targets uh, it, ever since Williams was out. And now, now Palmer's out, of course. But I'm, I just think that this all just gets a lot more funneled to Keenan Allen, uh, to Austin Eckler, and to this tight ends there. And, and you know, we can continue to be frustrated by, by Quentin Johnson. So I've seen him on waiver wires in deep leagues that, that I'm in with, with, with sharp guys from the industry. And I'm not inclined to pick them up. They're not inclined to pick them up. So what does that say? That's, yeah. I'm, I'm with you all on that, you know, on that for sure. Okay. Wide receivers, anybody else we should uh, be trying to target the next uh, few hours here? Well, um, T- Tank Dell and, and Noah Brown both were impressive that this past week, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, because we, we've seen a longer sample of Noah Brown, we, we can probably assume that, uh, you know, that this guy is like a fringe wide receiver three uh, going forward. But if Stroud, if he's attached to C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, maybe that, that does become a little bit more interesting. We're, we're not going to see Texans involved in, in games that, that go above 70 points all that often the, re- the rest of the season. You can't completely count it out, of course. But I'm a little bit dubious on him, but I think he's worth a flyer. Um, but obviously the, the Texans receiver that you'd want to grab if he's still available on waivers uh, would be uh, Houston rookie uh, Tank Dell. Uh, small, but, but really fun to watch. Um, he's really hit the ground running in a way that I didn't expect coming into this year. So I think that he's, if you play in a league with, with uh, free agent budgets, I think you can slap on you know 10% of your budget, maybe even upwards of 15% of your budget to, to go ahead and acquire him because – he clearly has the role. Nico Collins isn't going anywhere. Dalton Schultz isn't going anywhere. But you need uh, that, that third piece. And, and maybe you could even argue that, that Dell is the, that second target in that offense going forward. They, they aren't going to have a run game the rest of this season, it doesn't seem like. So um, Dell is, is a premier option this week. Uh, Michael Wilson, I think, again, like I alluded to, uh, he's been a little bit dinged up. But I think he's coming back this week. I do like him. I, I like the talent that, that he has. And I think that, you know, physically – 
other than Trey McBride, the, the Cardinals are kind of lacking those big-bodied pass catchers, and I think Wilson um, can kind of occupy that, that type of role. And then uh, one homer one that, that I'll just throw out there, but I, I do think I've seen a little bit too much of Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman on waiver wires. I, I think that they're worth stashing because the Ravens' offense uh, does seem to be ascending right now, even with a couple of tough matchups coming up. Okay, on the tight ends here, I have Dallas Goddard. He might be out for the rest of the regular fantasy season at least. Uh, who should I be trying to add this week to replace Goddard? Uh, I hear you on that one. I, I have a lot of Goddard. I thought that he was a, a great uh, drafting option, especially if you're going after a Philadelphia stack. If you could have gotten, you know, uh, A.J. Brown in the first, Hurts in the early third or late second, and then Goddard um, in the seventh or eighth round, I thought that you were sitting pretty uh, as far as the, the season was going to be concerned. So his injury definitely throws a wrench into some things. And I don't think that they're, they're necessarily like those obvious candidates um, on Philadelphia's uh, roster in terms of the tight ends to where it's like, oh, well, I'll just scoop him and he's just going to do what Dallas Goddard did um, because you have a, ca- a cast off like like a uh, like a Albert O. You got Jack Stoll, who's more of a, a blocker. So that those just aren't really options uh, on the on this uh, Philadelphia team. So beyond that, I think Kate Otten is someone to, to keep an eye on. Obviously, he had the big game uh, last week. It seems to be developing a rapport with, with Baker Mayfield. So I do like him as a possible option. Uh, Johnny Smith obviously had the big play last week, so, so you could consider him. But at the same time, I'm, I, I feel like that can just go away at seemingly any moment. And then beyond that, I, I myself have scooped up a lot of Juwan Johnson going into this weekend. He's, he's you know caught the touchdown last weekend, starting to play some more snaps, coming back from that injury. Um, he's a talented guy. He's a mismatch. You know, he, coming out of high school, he was recruited as a five-star wide receiver, uh, but he's bulked up now, plays tight end. Um, I think that he's someone that, that if he's still on the waiver wire and you're, and you're hurting for tight ends, uh, I think he's viable. Okay, John, tell people how to uh, listen to you on other airwaves and uh, read your stuff. All right. So so on every Thursday, uh, I record two podcasts for RotoWire. I, I record the, the fantasy football preview show with, with Mario Puig. We, we live stream that. It'll be uh, morning uh, where, where, where y'all are, but – um, you can always catch that in, in your podcast feed later in the day, but we do live stream that on the RotoWire YouTube channel. And then a little bit later on in the day, uh, Nick Whalen and I do the RotoWire uh, sports betting podcast where we break down the, the NFL slate. We run through every game, our, our bets uh, for each game and our, our best bets, our best bets. Both of us last week in lockstep, we were on the Bengals. That came in pretty nicely. So uh, you'll definitely want to check that out as well. Um, if you're into the, the sports betting angle, uh, of the NFL and beyond that if you like college football DFS I, I write our DraftKings main slate uh, every Friday as, as well so looking forward to this weekend slate already it's going to be a good one alright I was on the Bengals myself so there we go we're all on the right Bengals on. This last week and I'm, I'm guessing we might be on the Bengals in the future too but that's just another story for another day alright John great stuff as always I appreciate it back to Tuesday starting next week I'm done with uh, doctor's appointments and hopefully at least for a while. Thanks. Well, well, cheers to that. I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Yeah, cheers to that for sure.